AI will use your voice. And so whatever you type with the video, it learns your voice and then you can just type stuff and you say stuff. What is particularly handy if you like mess up like a little word or something, or you have some noise that you have to cancel or whatever is going on in the video world. <laughs> Welcome to the Infinite Creative <laughs> Podcast. My name is Fitz and this is... Hey, my name is Sean, guys. Yeah, this is a podcast from Creatives for Creatives. And today we got a couple creative topics going on. Yeah, Sean, what's going on by you? Yeah, yeah. Today, I want to start the day off with a nice surprise for everybody. We've been talking about things for a long time, getting this podcast up and moving, and it's been sometimes fast, sometimes slow, but we have a brand new thing to show you. So now, the Infinite Creative Podcast website is live. And so, what? for all of you guys Damn. out there that want to come and you want to check out some of our videos we now have a website for you to come and see oh all of our beautiful videos as well as help support us by buying some of our merch that is now available and ready to purchase so we have mouse pads we have coffee mugs i have some coming my way so you'll see them in some later podcasts and also i'm gonna go ahead and just show even more mugs here in a second but I also wanted to show that, yeah, so we have mouse pads, we have coffee mugs, and I also wanted to announce that you can now find our podcast on Apple Podcasts. I've, we've done the work, a I lot was of, wondering. a lot of hoops, hoops <laughs> to jump through, but we are now on Apple Podcasts, and so we're exploding, but I just wanted to shout out to anyone watching, come buy one of these amazing, beautiful mouse pads made with art that you may have seen in our mid-journey episode, but, but yeah. Oh, These so are all premium paid and ready to be shipped. Nice. So you made that with Midjourney parts? Yeah, so our so the, these mouse pads are used. So what's interesting about this is the prompt in this is infinite creative. So these mouse pads oh. are AI's answer to what the heck is infinite creative even means. So I just wanted to Damn. announce it to everyone. Please get on and uh, buy a coffee mug, buy a mouse pad. It helps us a lot, helps us cover some of the costs of doing this. But I just wanted to announce that, yeah, we have a website and we're on Apple Podcasts. So to the moon, baby, to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. So here's a funny part. I was like doing like the back end on the podcast a little bit. And I'm like, why is there on Anchor now a third thing? And I couldn't find it. And I'm just like, what is going on? Why is there now a third <laughs> sauce? And I'm like, oh, it makes all sense now. Jeez, oh, yeah. what a surprise. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been you hard at work. You out of the water. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's so we're growing. And uh, yeah, so, so you're getting in for everyone out there. InfiniteCreativePodcast.com. Go there. The coffee mugs are ready. And there's even a nice kinder sort of one on there. So Fitz, <laughs> you get on there too. And um, I got a, yeah, I got a cup one here. I got to buy one. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so, so that's my announcement. Yeah, that, that is actually a big announcement. And I think like now we're like kind of official. And I feel like now I have to jump jump the gun on Descript, which is apparently really good for podcasters. It costs like $15 a month. And it has the feature to analyze a video and whatever you say. And it cuts out, cuts, it cuts out the M's and R's. What is like really cool and hmm. saves a lot of time. And it basically gets rid of filler words, highlights all the filler words. And they added on a couple of features nowadays, so you can actually edit video in it. And it's really interesting because it's more a text-based video editor. I can, I can show it now on the screen. I, yeah, so let's go here, screen, go this and share. And then we go on to, do you see now this? 
or nope, I, uh, uh, nope, not seeing your screen. Okay. Nope. Yeah, nope. That's how we do. <laughs> Even that kind of morning, guys. The entire screen share. Does it share now? No, I'm not seeing anything. That's weird because oh, I'm maybe excited. your feet your feet just froze, so maybe it is showing. <laughs> oh yeah, my my internet is too slow for giving you the live stream off the screen. Yeah, let me. Yeah, so what's it called, real quick? I could share it. Yeah, let, yeah, let's pull it up because currently I'm in a quite the pickle. Our house is getting tented because we have termites, and termites are not fun here in Florida. So you, every seven years or five years you have to do that, and it's totally normal, yada. But now I have to be like in this lovely hotel and have slow internet. What is very what's annoying. What's it called again? Sorry, what's it called? Uh, Descript. D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. And it's actually really good because, like I said, you can upload your video and it gives you the whole template, the script and everything. That's why it's Descript. But they added on AI features. So it analyzes with AI, whatever you say, all the filler words, all the gaps. And you can just with a click, remove all of them what is really good. The new feature that they added on and why it's on my radar is like, you basically can now AI to train your voice or other way around. AI will use your voice. And so whatever you type with the video, it learns your voice and then you can just type stuff and you say stuff. What is particular handy if you like mess up like a little word or something, or you have some noise that you have to cancel or whatever is going on in the video world. So it's quite a different video editor. So you basically, you stop and you see the text there and you have like little pictures with text to it. And if you make a dash, then it, that is a new segment. And then you can just move text around and that is the editing, what is really cool. But I wanna use it mainly for the AI features because sometimes I'm rambling, use the wrong words or have a stutter or just say ands and ers and kind of sort of. And with that program, you can get completely rid of- And I see here these shapes. So is it like automatically, is it make that easier putting in pictures and stuff that you, overlay over things or yeah yeah you can put overlays in there you can put stock footage in there I like the basic editing stuff but you see how they do the dashes and then you can do dash and that's a new scene so it's a completely different way of editing and i signed up with the free trial to give it a shot and i basically got really baffled how good the ai voice feature is because you can overdub so you could just write stuff train mm -hmm. the ai to speak in your voice and then you can say whatever you want the only thing is the pitch and the tone and the emotions they are like a little bit monotone or just as you would say something regular so yeah that's the only downside, but besides that, it's, it's yeah, it sounds like it's, yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's like your normal editor, but thrown in with AI tools and they fight it down. So it doesn't look super complex, yeah. which looks nice. It's so yes, space. so you use those text, text things when you make a dash, it becomes their own box. And then you can, let's say you have five takes and you just can read. What did you say? And then you just go by the script it was really nice. Oh, that is really nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So talking about AI. Yeah. So I guess we're going to try this in our own episodes, I'm guessing. So you're going to be, yeah, this will remove our ums, things like that. And, and I guess, what, and will it change will the footage the script. too? Yeah. It will cut out the, whatever you change, you know, what is really nice. So let's say we use it for our podcast. We can mm -hmm. basically cut all that stuff out and it makes everything more condensed, more precise. And hmm. we get the script. So we could put the script next to our videos. So people can read it instead of listen to it. And that will give us SEO features. Because <laughs> well, I we can also do closed captioning too. You can do subtitles as well. Yeah, <clears throat> stuff like that. All the good stuff. And that's actually, if you pay annually, it's 12 bucks. But if you do monthly, what I'm probably going to do, because like it's weird times in this world, all those new apps popping up 
disappeared. So I don't know if you hear about to pass. It's a fee, it's a program that upscales, downscales and improves footage. And it's also AI based and draws pixels and basically where should be pixels, but it's too grainy, but those apps don't mm. last. So it seems like there's a high turnover right now in apps because somebody gets a cool feature and then nobody wants it anymore. And I think it's because a lot of these things use tools that they all use the same tools, right? They're all using some of the same tool kind of sets that were created by kind of these bigger thinking enterprises. And then they're all using the same stuff. So it's very interesting. So you'll probably yeah see a lot of Descript different like competitors that use the exact same technology. I'm sure just in different slightly different ways Yeah, so you're right. I would agree. I'd probably go for the month to month, right? Because yeah, you just don't yeah. know what's popping up and it sounds like we all just need to get used to building our own tool chests of AI, right? Like we're it's almost like an effects really pedal, right? Like if you've ever played guitar where you just want you want a pedal for each AI thing and maybe sometimes you got to swap pedals. Yeah. yeah, this is an interesting tool. And then if we're going to talk about AI, we might as well just go right into the topic that's pre prevalent right now that there's one app out there that I know that yeah. I keep hearing about and you keep hearing about, which is very interesting, right? Because we, so you and I, we talked about AI. We had our mid-journey episode now, like what, two or three months yeah. ago, maybe? So we it's were a little bit... Yeah, yeah, we were a little... Yeah, so we were a little ahead of the game, but like now we're now it's I feel like it's like this last few weeks it's blown up into the mainstream now. Now you have normal people, and that is because of this app right here, the Lenza AI app. And so it's been very interesting to see people jump into using this app, creating lots of crazy kind of paint painterly types and things like that of themselves. The big thing about that though seems to be that that it's pulling from real art. So there's a lot of debate already about this is utilizing people's art out there to create these kind of AI portraits of themselves. And so it's really doing a disservice to the artists. But wow. yeah, any, any thoughts on that? So it's interesting because like I saw on Facebook, so that's where I saw it popping off. And the funny thing is like Midjourney is more niche and Lenza AI is only so viral because it's actually like um, giving to regular people who are not really into the thing a way to use AI. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is cool. Now I'm in space. Now I look cool. And it still has the re uh, regular artifacts and all that other stuff. But I think because it's more shareable and it's about yourself and not other things, that makes it more mainstream and more acceptable. But if that mm -hmm. being said, like, we are training AI, hey, generate me 20 pictures of Fitz or Sean, and then you get 20 pictures. So why would you go out now to a photographer and be like, hey, I need a, a really good photo of myself so I can get that job. Because like now you're like, okay, if the AI is trained enough, I'm like, okay, I need to be like in a suit and a tie on a really nice complex and generate me 100 pictures and I'll pick the best one and then that goes onto the application. That basically mm -hmm. removes everything. You don't need a photographer, you don't need a camera, you just need AI and train the AI with mm -hmm. your image and look. And then you're like, oh, I'm a little bit chubby there. Please remove this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you see it with a lot of the funny color filters. It's really funny how that's always how things blow up and in the mainstream, right? Is once we can make funny filters for it or once it can get goofy and fun, that's when it really jumps into the mainstream, right? So mid journeys it's fun, but it like you said, it's very niche, it's very hard to use where now this is like a just a, a nice fun tool to make these very fun portraits and and do very fun things and so that's what kind of blew it into the mainstream so it's really interesting how people really love to use things that are just goofy and have no real purpose because it, it almost seems like it's not doing any harm then because it's such it's yeah. just a friendly thing right we're just creating pictures of ourselves and you could argue it's not really doing that much harm either but yeah it's interesting yeah. it's an interesting debate 
Yeah, so because I said like that example, and obviously it's currently not the situation right now, like that you train the AI with your look, but with that Descript, you train AI to use your voice and say whatever you want. So that is the next step. If you would use that mindset of, hey, you train AI to perfect my look and situation or whatever, then you could do that. And that would be the next evolution of it. And that will help so many people who can't afford AI. If you can't go to a mm -hmm. professional photographer and you need a good look, you just generate it, you know, what is really, that is the next step. Like the first step is, Hey, make me a random selfie of myself that I cannot control. But the next step is generate me a selfie that I can control. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, so I keep thinking about music, right? This is almost the auto tune of music, right? Cause we've had AI yeah. for a while. I think that's something I keep telling people is like, AI is not new. AI has been everything we've done forever, not forever, but for, for our entire careers, there's been AI and the tools that we've been using and auto-tune so when all these auto-tune artists came out people are pretty annoyed with that kind of voice so i almost wonder if there's a point where there's going to be too much polish we've talked about that before with videos right how there can be too much polish and maybe there'll be more value in just taking a regular selfie even and putting that on your resume like in a way where it's i don't know like it'll have a bigger impact because everyone will have polished headshots now maybe yeah, with music in general, there was like a time, the auto-tune, what you just said, but that was actually not the thing that people are using. There was a program, I forgot the name, but it basically can generate music genres from, or let's say, you, you say the band names, and it generates music in that style. It's a little mm -hmm. bit gibberish, but it sounds good. What is the crazy part? And that was mm -hmm. like, I think four years ago or so. So the whole AI music thing with random generated sounds or stuff like that is like already out there. Like autotune is like even older. I don't even know how old autotune is. I think it's 10 years or even more. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, and that's the thing yeah. is um, AIs exist in all of our stuff. Like when you go into Photoshop and you've done content aware and that's 10, 12 years old, that's AI. So yeah. it's- Obviously so it got better, way better. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, it's like AI is moving out from behind the curtain, right? Is And now even normal people, I mean, even Lenza AI, it's in the name. They're not even like hiding it. It's not called Lenza, it's called Lenza AI. It's really fun though. It's really funny how just quickly has happened though. And like at the very beginning of us starting this podcast, we were just starting to talk about AI. We were just like, there's this thing, maybe Mid Journey, there's Dolly, these things just came out. Maybe we should do a podcast. And now look, six, seven months later, it's mainstream. Everybody knows about it and it's blown. It's just crazy how quickly it's arrived. And I know a lot of people from art school all over my Facebook and Instagram, there's so many illustration majors and stuff that are not happy about this. There's, it's very interesting. You're really seeing this debate start where you have artists really angry about this because it is taking from existing artists and it's taking their styles and stuff, but there's no way to credit those people. And, but then at the other end, it's this thing of, yeah, but is it really hurting anyone? And is it really just a new tool to help us? So it's funny that debate is really starting to ramp up now. Yeah, so I think it doesn't hurt anybody. I think, yes, it hurts a lot of people because obviously you will take stuff from somebody else and that is now the style of the AI and it just adapts that and modifies it and makes it its own. It's mm. like at that point, not anymore that person's style because if you would ask a person, draw me that that cat, for example, here, like this mock, and you would draw mm -hmm. it like this, it would be completely different if it's made by AI or an artist. Mm -hmm. Though the style may be similar, but now you can also say like all every artist kind of has the same style so it's like they they copied something from somebody else and modified it slightly and especially if they're good there's tendencies like there's 50 artists with the same genre on that level and if you get like shittier it gets bigger so it's like even mm -hmm. the best of the best there's a couple people who do have the same oh uh, yeah and yeah and you're, you do bring so up a good who point you there then 
but yeah, we well, you do, you do, that. Yeah, yeah. You do. You bring up a good point. We've all we're all using ideas that already existed, right? So we're all learning from people that have already done things and being inspired by them. And that's all AI is doing. It's just doing it quicker for us. It's just doing inspiration quicker. I think there is tiny differences. Even when you're like like an art historian will tell you, even if you have a painter that does the exact same style in the exact same period of time, there's always going to be those subtle differences, and that's what makes the big differences for you know Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci versus like a Raphael. There, you if you were to look at them untrained, you'd say oh, they look exactly the same. This is a humanist yeah. painting style. They look exactly the same. But there is lots of details that kind of make some things elevate above others. And I do get worried, right? I just I think we keep talking about how like when it's used, AI helps our work. It helps our creativity. It's just a tool to help us get to another level and get even better work. But when it's bad is when people use it as a, a way to cut through being creative. Like, why do I need to be creative when I have this tool? And so it's really interesting. There's this fork in the road where we can use these tools to make creativity better and make even better art. And then there's the fork where we just, we diminish art because we'd rather take the easy route. And this is the easy route. Yeah. So that brings me to an interesting concept because like one of my Facebook friends, I forgot his name, but basically he saw all those filters when he came up, oh, I'm making now selfies with my camera in that same style. And he just draw in stuff and made it really creative. And basically he shot mm -hmm. seven photos that are completely different. I'm like, there's a creative way of doing it, but obviously it was not even close to what the AI does because it's like a completely similar style. Basically what he did is seven photos. The original main character is the photo and everything around it, he draw in or little goofy things to it. So it, it was not even comparable, even though he wanted to. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it is interesting. Cause yeah, I've seen some people that yeah are not artistic at all. Yeah. Start to try to use these photos. And that's, what's interesting too, is you do have people that are trying to pass off AI work as their own work. And I think that's, it's laughable. Now, just because you can, which is really funny, there, there really is. Once you see enough mid-journey, you actually do see a kind of style about mid-journey. It's really hard to describe, but yet again, it's yeah. like looking at like the paint strokes and things like that and how it's building things. You know, one of the main things, what's funny is in the old movie Westworld, where it's about robots in that look like humans, what's funny is one of the biggest things in that movie is how do you, how can you tell it's a robot and how can you tell it's a human? And it's the hands are always messed up. And if you look at AI, the hands are always messed up. So I always think it's like really funny that... There is still hints that these things are AI, but very clearly that's going to go away within the next year or two. It's going to probably be undistinguishable real art from AI. Yeah. You remember so, yes. the episode that we did with faking Leonardo da Vinci's White House or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. if you would not know, and you put that on a blog post and like, oh yeah, we discovered that photo now you are on the internet and you have to figure out is this real and there's no way of telling if this art piece is real if it's like actually a couple times generated and you really look out for those mistakes or you avoid like situations where you would see like eyes and hands or whatever if it's on an angle then it's really hard to make out and i'm like the internet is like right now a scary place because you will be not able to see what is real and what is fake like with the script right now I'm starting to train AI to have my voice so I could type in whatever I want. And now I'm like, I didn't say that. How do you prove now that if I said that or AI did that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's no way. A, there, 
Oh yeah. And there's already a few other tools. And I think we will do another episode where we dive in. I, I did some tutorials over the week, just, just playing around with it. And it's actually a little bit complex to do some of these things. I don't know about the tool you were just talking about, but yeah, there's tools now where, yeah, you can create an AI face. So I could get a face, my face, then I could do AI to build the scene around that face. And then I could do another AI thing where, yeah, I talk into a camera and it maps that, and I can even turn my head and talk and it'll actually do that to the AI person. So now the AI person's going around and talking with their head. Yet again, I, my head is, wow, this really is awesome because I can really create some like talking animations. I can make like an illustration lady start to talk. What what would all have had to have gone into that to make that happen? I would have had to have got, I would have had to gotten like an animator involved. I would have had to do all this work where, so in that regard, it's good. But then yeah, now there's the animator that's not getting that job that technically I would have given them. But yeah, it's already there. That's what's so crazy is how fast this has happened, is how fast this has ramped up where, yeah, you can do it. You know, I keep wanting to do a test myself and maybe it'll be on one of these podcasts of doing something from start to finish with just AI, right? Let's create a fantasy novel and send, sell it online with only AI stuff, AI copywriting, AI pictures, and just compose it and just see if people buy it. Is it a great book? I think that hasn't happened yet, but I'm ready for that, right? The first thing that kind of pops up that wins a big prize and it's huge. We've seen some small things like, like the art fair in Colorado and stuff that made the news, but we haven't seen an Academy Award goes to this film made by AI. I think that's when it's going to be really interesting is when AI actually can compete with us to this level of... I have a thing in my head right now. There was like a, somebody trained an AI on Batman movies and he was like, hey, write me a Batman script for a movie. Hmm. And it was actually funny because, oh, Batman in his Batcave doing Batman things, but always mm -hmm. being orphaned. And in the end, it's just like... Was funny. I misrepresented it, but it was a funny AI-generated joke. So it's like basically describing Batman, how Batman is, but in the end, it's just like always orphaned. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. No, and it's interesting because it's yeah, it's like it's like what is similar, what's different, right? And what, if we let AI go, maybe it's some crazy alien stuff, right? Like right now, it's just trying to make us happy AI. But what happens when you just let the gates go and you go, hey, AI? change our minds blow our minds like what would ai do then what would blow our minds and it's a conglomerate of all these cool things that have happened right good good artists good writers and so it could create this kind of uber monster this frankenstein of all the artists and so i don't know it's interesting to see it blow up and in, into the mainstream though man it's a weird thing to watch happen now and there is a debate going on already yeah so right now so i think like when i came to florida that was like five six years ago yeah six years ago i was like oh yeah self-driving cars uber and stuff like that so all those delivery mm -hmm. jobs will be gone and it took mm -hmm. longer than i was expecting so in my head i'm like okay there will be no delivery drivers anymore and it's still going on so my time frame mm -hmm. was wrong but now i'm like seeing that ai stuff and it's evolving way faster on those internet mm -hmm. jobs or like those digi digital jobs where you use your knowledge it's moving way faster there than on the on the physical side where you have to do the hard labor. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I think like the next two, three years will be very interesting and it will evolve way faster than we were expecting. I think so. And I think it'll be, it'll be like figuring out in a way it's like COVID, right? Like before COVID, there was still viruses. It's not like it was the first thing to ever pop up that was a virus, but it was a game changer. And I think that's what this kind of new AI is like, we've always had AI, we've always had the common cold, but now, yeah, now we have these kind of, we have the first cases of AI really getting to a level where it's competitive with people. And 
I think you're right. I think it's going to blow up online. So, I'll, and I'll show this. I think we'll maybe just have an AI episode coming up where we show all these AI tools and maybe examples. But, but I even now this last week, I used an AI copywriting tool. I've been very hesitant to do that. I have a copywriter in my back pocket I've used, but she wasn't able to do it. She's she's on medical leave right now, so so she couldn't do anything. So I was like, you know what? I've heard of this AI tool, and so I'll go ahead and use it. And it came up with pretty decent things where I typed in the info that I knew, and then it just crafted it, and it said, like, what's the tone you want? And so I said adventurous tone, and it made it a really... What was cool is it not only played with my words, but it took stuff from online and put it into my text, and that was what was cool. So the text I was doing was all about trails. I was doing like, this trail is by this town and features these plants and stuff like that. And then it would inject all this stuff perfect during these months and watch out for this thing. And it was really cool how it did all that work for me. So I never really realized that copywriting AIs aren't just playing with your words and making them better. It's actually like researching for you and putting text in that you don't even, you didn't even write. So. So it's very crazy. It's very, it's, it's yeah. I'm starting to use it. I don't want to be scared of it because I just feel like it's going to pass us by e even if you do it or you don't do it. Yeah. But yeah, very I interesting. Mean, We're all becoming note, directors. We're all becoming creative directors. I feel like art directors. Yeah. And I feel like on that note, it's most important to be like staying flexible, staying childlike, experimenting, playing like, oh, how yeah. much fun is this? Or how fast can I learn this? And how can I use it? Because the people who are the most creative and play the most will basically make the most money because if you have a tool chest of let's say 30 ai programs that can do whatever you need for your business you still need to operate them and obviously you cannot operate 30 different interfaces you need somebody like oh yeah i have experience with descript i have experience with topaz i have experience mm -hmm. with midjourney the thing is do you build now that portfolio of hey me operating midjourney right you know i'm taking some clamor shots of you with midjourney being like no what midjourney is and what our cool commands are that is right now i feel like the way to go like building that repertoire of hey i'm experienced in this and this i don't know how long those tools mm -hmm. will last but do you see what i mean yeah, it's true. You really don't. You don't know how long they're going to last. So yeah, it's very weird because we've grown up in a very interesting time of the internet, right? Like a as kids, like we grew up with things like MySpace, Blogger, AOL Messenger, all these kind of tools that like, if you were to ask us back then, do you think this will be around forever? We'd probably be like, yeah, probably. Yeah, this will just be around forever. We'll always have MySpace. But we've grown up in a time where we've seen these tools come and go. I mean, right now we're seeing the fall of Facebook and the fall of Instagram for that matter. And like even TikTok has its as its heyday coming just because of its weird Chinese connections. And so it's I we just see all these tools and things come and go. So yeah, what does happen to AI? I think the idea of AI tools isn't going away, but some of these first tools, they yeah, they may come and they may go. So Yeah, or get bought up and whatever. Yeah, but the languages won't change, I don't think. I think your ability to do prompts, your ability to talk to this AI, that won't change. So you'll get better over time, but yeah, it's you're right. Don't get too attached to any of these tools. Just like we talk about any tools, don't get too attached to the AI either. And and arguably, I'd say, know who you are. If you only use AI, then don't call yourself an artist, I would say, because you may be called <sighs> out someday. Awesome. No, yeah, I call yourself an AI artist, but don't call yourself a real artist. Don't call yourself a painter because if I give you a paintbrush, you won't yeah. be able to paint. Because like we, we tried that too, if you think about it. Like when we said, hey, regenerate the same art of contest winner, your mm -hmm. art piece came completely different out. And I feel like there's an art to writing the perfect prompt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is a valid thing. I'm like, there, there has to be like... You cannot just, okay, I want the most beautiful cat and that's now the art. No, you have to be like this cat, this hair, this style, this, or your vocabulary and your 
vision of that thing is defined then you can call well, it yeah out. yeah th there is skill there there is i've definitely seen that as well where like that prompt and your ideas right like, yeah so like when we did the mid-journey episode like i had done this thing of the meaning of life or whatever but i had injected a lot of stuff in there like clouds and i want it to be non-binary and i wanted all these things and and so those were all things that i injected so i don't know it's like maybe do we need to create like a new a new thing of just ai art right so if we have an art competition that we have artists and then we have ai artists real artists get to be over here ai artists get to be over here just because it's yeah because it's a skill but it's not the same skill it's not as good as like understanding color theory or blending in colors it's just this understanding of words and how to yeah create a prompt so it's still a skill but it's not I don't know. There may need yeah. to be a divide there, though. It can't. You can't have these people calling themselves artists. I feel like. Yeah, but this is. I completely agree, but I also disagree in some aspects because AI will use the right colors that fit together, and it will not be like clashing colors just because because they would mm -hmm. not look good together, and it gets trained on that that data set of what colors go together. So theoretically, you could get away with no color theory. But so you will be better off like when you decide, okay, I want to have this clash with that because of X, Y, and Z. And then you can oh, write yeah. the prompt and that will make it pop more. And obviously you will have an advantage in that aspect. But I feel like to be more like practical for our listeners, there's some good exercises that you can do. If you remember when you used Midjourney, you saw everybody else's prompts. Now I feel whoever can type the best prompts like negative prompts where you're like don't do this that's a negative mm -hmm. prompt or if you do a prompt where I'll do this instead and you read all those prompts and you build your own prompt set where you're like okay i like this style i like that style and i know what comes out if i type this in that will be the game changer so right now currently you should use all those prompts that you can read on the internet and see what they actually produce and just analyze prompts because with that you will have the best how do you say like the best knowledge based for the future if you know all those prompts and just get inspired from other people's prompt and what they will produce yeah so to even talk about my process so what do i do when i go on a mid journey is one of the first things i do is i go to one of the general rooms and i steal i just go i just like <laughs> scroll down and be like who's the power user and see the guy that's the scene rendering 8k and i'm like cool i'm gonna steal that guy's thing and then change the prompt and i've done that i've done that shamelessly i also have my own templates kind of saved out there of all of the oh, i forgot what they're called i think they're formulas is what they call them but like where it's dash and it does i have all that kind of saved up somewhere too you know what's really interesting is i've actually i we really should do another ai episode it's funny watching the old mid journey episode because now i'm just i scoff at it because i'm already way why? beyond even what that was <laughs> like i like like i watched this tutorial yeah why like why even use one of these public rooms i could create my own room and invite the bot in and then i have my own private server to do the ai site so, so yeah we'll have to do like a, a another episode sometime because it's now to this other level like i've already <laughs> i've already ranked up my ai game in the last month or two but yeah, it's, but it's great for some things. I always talk about D and D. I think there's other things too. In our own merch, we're using some mid journey art, but I, well, I think I there's think some very creative. It's very creative doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as there's a point, right? So in mine, I was like, if I do infinite creative and I put that in the AI, I think that makes it like worth it. Right. Where yeah, if I just did random art, it would maybe not make sense, but that way I think it makes sense. But yeah, and then maybe real art. Maybe we'll do real paintings. I can do that, but we're just trying to... Just throw just one to... out there. Just yeah. make a photo of one and put it out there. One, one art piece, though. So that is a unique thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, so it's a, it's all good. I think, yeah, you have to be... Don't avoid it, but yeah, I definitely would tell people 
still do your creative thing. Don't put down the paintbrush. Don't put down stuff and give up because there's still a lot of value to that. I think, I think it's, um, it's not going to go away, but yeah, you'll, you, I think you're just going to have to do both. Most creatives have to do AI and real art. I think you'll just have to do both yeah. in the future. Yeah. And it, it just helps to be like knowledgeable about both things in this aspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's a weird thing. And what my head is like spinning around is like crypto, what is like, one of the yeah. ha most hated words because it's always a rock pull and it's always used for the wrong thing like authenticating jpegs like who cares oh is your jpeg the real jpeg and i feel yeah. like there will be a point where somebody is using blockchain to make sure that this video is like actually from this person and it's the original and not the fake one and that will be the only way of telling if something is fake or not, or if they use a deep fake or not. So well, I feel like for that, it will make a lot of sense. And I want to see who is like building that platform that will authenticate like all the pieces of content that you see on the internet. And then you will be like, oh, this video is not authenticated and must be fake. Don't watch this. This is not real. Yeah. Very interesting. Cause yeah. How do you authenticate at a certain point? Right? So let's say you make a digital painting and I pull it into Photoshop and then I make another layer and add some stuff. Now there's metadata. So you can see that someone had pulled it into a program on this date and had edited it. So that's almost, that's easier. But yeah, when you take in a piece of AI, yeah. Will there be a day where there'll be enough intelligence that it'll be like, this thing over here is actually from this artist and this thing over here is from this artist. And then inevitably the next debate is, does it mess up when it does that? Maybe I just have the same idea that Michelangelo did and I didn't even know it, but then it's like, nope, Michelangelo did that. So you copied it. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Very interesting. Yeah. So that is like one of the things where my head spins around. How do I make sure like that whatever I'm saying now, what I type into Descript is what I said, or if somebody else has the same thing and trains the AI with Donald Trump's voice or like the president and just, okay, mm -hmm. let's nuke this country. And you would be not able to tell the difference, you know, and it's hey. a scary. So we need the crypto and the blockchain. And I feel like the first one who develops a system that gets adopted by the government or like a major institution, that thing will blow up. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to highlight for people because I do hear this a lot that the cryptocurrency and blockchain are kind of used interchangeably. It's, it's really blockchain is just a type of technology that cryptocurrency used, but blockchain itself is a really cool technology that I think is going to apply everywhere. That's where you get all of the NFTs and things like that. But blockchain itself is awesome because it can't be corrupted. And I think that's the coolest thing that we're realizing as human society is that we're corruptible and that we, especially when we're greedy, we want to change things and mess things up. So I think you're right. Like I think is someday having a blockchain for real art is important because with AI, yeah, and with your voice and with what you do, somehow having the ability to at least prove AI wrong is going to be really important because you're right. Even now, if I wanted to tank you, if I wanted to somehow release some press release that you did something wrong, I could maybe create something. I could maybe create, yeah, like a phone call where you're just going off a racist tirade, but it wasn't you at all. But I just took your yeah. voice and said that was a phone call you made to me. So yeah, you bring up a good point. What's the blockchain look like for protecting people and their identities? Yeah, I think it's I think a good it point. will be the new social security because like obviously if somebody is mining and authenticating stuff by labor basically it needs to be rewarded and that's why usually crypto is used but 99 percent mm -hmm. of the internet the crypto and blockchain is just scams but that would be the one thing whereas if it gets adapted it will be like yeah exploding
Yeah, and I think it will. I think I see in a lot of technologies right now, they're integrating blockchain out, outside of banking. I'm seeing it in the energy sector. I've seen it in the medical world. So yeah, the blockchain technology is just, that itself is going to keep growing. And yeah, I think you're right. Good thing, because I think we're about to live in a time where we're going to be asking, well, is this real? I think that's going to be the most asked question maybe in the next hundred years. Is this real? Yeah. Is this real? Is this picture I'm seeing real? Is this voice that I'm seeing is real? Is this video? Because it's funny because if you think about it, when you would go to court, let's say 20 years ago, even you'd go to court, but you had a video proving video. your point. Yeah. It's like he won. He has video proof, but now you can make video proof. So how does, yeah. How does the law handle this? It's a lot. It's a yeah. big question. And the government is always 20, 20 years behind. Like they're coming up with laws from, oh yeah, we should do no rug pulls against crypto. They're still not enforcing some of it right now. So there's still people like scamming left and right. And they're not even mm -hmm. adapted to the space because the people are just too old there. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, so, you know, as we get older, it's funny because you know about the old people getting taken advantage of by people calling and scamming them. And the scams are going to get even crazier, man. Once you and I are 60 and 70 in the retirement home, Man, we're going to have your son's going to call and be like, dad, I need all this money. I'm in jail. And you're going to believe him. But then it was an AI voice from someone in Jamaica and you just transferred all this money. It's a scary Wild West time we live in right now. It feels like when the internet was first built, there's all these like bad actors out there, but they, we didn't even know about it. I feel like that's it with AI. Like there's some bad stuff already probably happening, but we just have no idea. It's too early right now to even know. So right now, think about this. You could train an AI to use like if personal information from the internet to apply for loans in a different mm -hmm. name with a different bank account and it just running rampant. Could you imagine like a bank getting 30,000 applications that are AI generated and like Photoshop with like similar style from documents that I got from the internet? They would have no idea to authenticate whoever sent the information is that mm -hmm. person or is not. So you could write programs with AI right now that would go havoc on the economy. Yeah, you, know, you really could. I mean, like, it's like, it's baffling because you need crypto to make sure this application came from this person and went to this person, got accepted, is not modified in any way or shape or form. Yeah, very crazy. It's a good point. It's a good point that you bring up. Yeah, it could easily happen right now. So with that, would you, do you think that there's, because I've heard this debate, do you think that there's reasoning behind not putting any of your stuff online anymore? Or maybe not any of your stuff, but being very careful of what is digital now. Like taking a picture of your bills and putting it somewhere. That's probably not a good idea. Having like your, a lot of your art out there maybe isn't a good idea, at least in a high resolution form. I feel like it's actually, it will hurt you more because you don't have any physical proof. Let's say you want to implement a system to make sure whatever you said is real. Obviously, yes, this data can be used against you to generate all the fake data. But if you have a person who has no data on the internet, but got recorded like randomly somewhere and they don't even know about it, they have no way to prove like, I would never do that because you're basically white sheet of paper where somebody wrote something in for you and you cannot disprove them at least well, yeah. you have like you, you yeah at least have history to show this is out of concept uh, that is not aligning with me why would i ever say something like that otherwise if you're a clean paper could be who knows it's interesting then because it's like then should you should we all create videos out there that uh, say i'm not racist my name is sean craig and i am not a racist <laughs> or a misogynist and i believe in the good we should all have this proof that we have recorded and out there <laughs> the date is yeah. december 8th and today i'm not a racist i don't know it's funny you're right though yeah. if, you, if, if you don't write the story someone else will yeah so it's, it's very scary and i think the future will be quite interesting to say the least
<laughs> that's a funny way to wrap it up it'll be quite interesting that's how the cookie crumbles <laughs> but yeah yeah we're already at 40 minutes so i'll be kind of quick I, ha I had one other news topic that i did want to talk about i'll have to give a little prep on this we could almost have a whole episode just on color theory that could be a fun episode but today i want to talk about these things pantone books oh. And colors. So a lot of designers, hopefully good designers, brand designers especially, and print designers use these things to help get these exact colors for your brands. So if we if we want to have an exact color, we would pick a brand. Now what I have is called the Bridge Pantones, and these are cool because Pantone colors, which were developed, they're a developed system to get these beautiful colors in print. They don't necessarily always match up with RGB, red, green, blue, which is how all the graphics, how you guys are seeing this right now is a bunch of red, green, blue. So the bridge is actually really nice because it actually helps transition Pantone to RGB. What's the closest RGB value? So I live and die by this all the time. However, up until just about a month ago, I these colors were also in all of your Adobe stuff. So that was what was really cool is I could, I could pick out Pantone 135C and I could find it in Illustrator as a swatch that's already downloaded in Illustrator and use it. However, in usual Adobe style, they have now decided to start to charge for this. So as of just just this last month, and hopefully they've reversed this, I, hopefully I'm getting old news, but Adobe is now requiring $15 monthly just to be able to use these things in your files now. But now think yeah. about it though. Adobe probably does not even own Pantone colors. Adobe probably rents them or is allowed to use them and they Pantone is like making Adobe pay for it. So, so actually, so I did look into this. I'm um, not sure. Yeah, yeah. So I thought the same thing. They're like, okay, maybe Pantone's like charging them. And actually, no, Pantone has never charged them to use, to have their library. They've always worked together because Pantone knew that, hey, these are where most of our users are using. If we don't have our stuff in their libraries, we're mess we're missing out. But yeah, now that they're charging fifteen dollars for these colors, a lot of people are really angry about that because because these aren't cheap. The buying these boxes of Pantone books, each one of these is about three hundred bucks when you get it on discount. If you buy them new, they could be like a thousand dollars for the brand new box. So you already buy this, you already pay all this money for Adobe. And then on top of that, Adobe wants to charge you $15 extra just to be able to use colors. And these colors exist out in the world. It's just a color system. But now Adobe is starting to, I guess one of the things that gets me worried in one of our past episodes, we talked about Adobe taking over the whole realm, but it gets me scared is Adobe's going to start nickel and diming on stuff. Who knows? There That's may be like an... Though. Yeah, they do, but they're getting worse about it. I feel like they didn't used to do this terribly. Like they used all these free tools and now they're just locking it up as much as they can. And what do you I think? Do you like think it's, now with Adobe, it's tough times for them. I think because all those AI programs pop up and they're all individual and independent. For example, DaVinci Resolve has, is it like a video editor that is getting very popular that is free and has, if you pay for the 300 bucks to buy it for the year or the lifetime, you get AI noise removal. Basically, if you have like a talking voice and in the background, the train is going, it removes the train with AI. So you get like really clear audio with just your voice. Adobe does mm -hmm. not have that. So there's like all those random programs popping up left and right. They cannot buy them. People are switching over from this to that because it's cheaper. People hate subscriptions, but they have to deal with a different subscription. So right now it's like the whole, like everybody has 30 subscriptions for something. And yeah, mm -hmm. Adobe is just a small part of it, even though they have a little bit of a monopoly of on a lot of them, but not enough. I feel like. Okay. So you would so say they're, they're going out. 
Okay, let's see here. I did. I just pulled something up, and I because I just to actually prove your point, really. So if you do look, you'll actually see that yeah, their stock has gone down throughout the year. So you could but make the argument that anything. that begins everything. Have... A stock, the stock of the company yeah, going mean, like, down. It's gone down 40% to the day, so I will argue it ha it does mean a lot. 40% off of the stock price in You're one right. year is quite a bit. That's quite a bit. I'm making your point. Why are you arguing with me? I'm making your point. I feel like they're charging now more because it's going down, but in the end, it's like everything is going down because it's a really weird market right now, and I don't see anybody like going up. And, and I would argue Adobe is getting in the AI world. Adobe Express, I would tell everyone out there to go ahead and try it. This Yesterday, I created a 3D wreath in about a wreath, like a Christmas wreath for one of my clients in 20 minutes. So they are already using AI and all their tools. So I would say for everyone out there, if you haven't, try Adobe Express. Also try Adobe Dimension, which is the 3D program. I use some of these programs because they are using AI already. Adobe has, yet again, because Adobe is no stranger to AI. They've had AI in their ecosystem forever, much longer than any of these tools have. I think they're very used to AI. And I think, I would say why the AI tools, maybe you could see them hurting Adobe. I think Adobe's shooting themselves in the foot though with things like this, $15 for Pantones. Yeah, that's what's gonna make me go over to AI art and stuff. If you start to just ramp this up where I have to pay $100 a month to use your tools, then yeah, maybe I will go to AI art. But yeah, wanted to bring that little piece of news because we've talked about Adobe. So I just want to keep updating people of how the Adobe overlords are just trying to stretch their tendrils across the land and make all of us designers really angry. <laughs> the struggle. But yeah, I agree. So far, a very interesting episode because yeah, it's boring AI and it's, oh, what is AI? It's one of those voodoo words. Is that even real relevant? I think it's very relevant and it's just showing everywhere is using like those filters and there's more and more to come and it's already implemented in many ways. So I, I feel like this episode had to be and we should switch back to something else next episode where we maybe do some real old school art how about that like maybe making our hand-drawn art piece for a mug <laughs> with like kind okay. of disorder <laughs> but who knows it's already on the website actually so for everyone out there if you want this kinder sorter mug i didn't really show it in this episode but go on to infinitecreativepodcast.com 17 dollars. get Ooh. your first mug also the black and white mug is a limited edition i think we're going to pull that one and put it back in the safe after a limited time so get it while it lasts man it's the first edition mug 001 get it now so anyway had to do that but and also we don't do that we don't do this enough but you can subscribe to this podcast you know, we have seen the subscribers slowly click up subscribe to us on youtube get on the spotify's and follow us there and you can also rank us there apple. and then you get a and then apple podcasts we're there baby we're on apple podcasts Woo! so support us support us we're we're loving what we do but we have some bills with this and so if you can help support us and you can help make us feel about ourselves we'll keep giving you the good knowledge yeah, because it's all about you. In the end, we will provide like common feedback, what you need to know about AI and all the things that keep you afloat and ahead. And I think that's the most important thing. If you're an artist and a creative, gotta subscribe. But anyhow, I have things to do and you apparently too. And I'm like stoked to inspect that website and just yeah, share the heck out of it. So have a good one, Sean. Yeah, have a good one as well, everybody. And be creative. <laughs> yeah.